Greetings and welcome to another edition of AUHSD Future Talks. I'm your host, Superintendent Michael Matsuda, Superintendent of the Anaheim Union High School District, in which we have close to 29,000 students and their families, in which we engage our leaders um, about the future and specifically about careers and jobs and these uh, workforce pathways that AUHSD is not only leading Orange County, but leading the country in. I'm really pleased and honored to have two amazing young leaders who happen to be related to each other. They're cousins, first cousins, uh, Rahi Patel and Krish Patel. Welcome to the show. Why don't you say hi? I'm glad to be here. This is awesome. Same with me. I'm super excited to be here. appreciate the opportunity. So I'm going to start with... Um, like who you are, right? I know you're both first generation uh, immigrant. You come from immigrant families from India. In fact, you um, are first cousins, but you live with quite an extended family in one house. Uh, Rahi, uh, how many people are in your house? So currently we have 70 people in one house. So we're like all in one big house. Um, we're also like a joint family. So we have like cousins and it's super fun, honestly. And yeah, it definitely could get wild sometimes. Overall, I honestly love it. Um, how about you, Krish? Yeah, same with me. Um, it's been an incredible, uh, incredible journey from seeing everybody grow, and especially the little ones, to you know where they are now. I learn so much from from them every single day. You know, no matter what the age range is in the house. So it's been an amazing experience over the last 17, 18 years. Well, I think that's wonderful, and I think a lot of our immigrant families bring that sense of community and family. Uh, to uh, our our community, our Anaheim community, and uh, but you know it's it's also there's an also another side to that, right? And I know that Rahi and Chris, who are both last time we talked, we hear more about your career goals, but are interested in the medical profession. Um, that um, the other side of that is living in close proximity to each other, the exposure to COVID nineteen, and in fact. Uh, that has unfortunately come true in places like Anaheim and Santa Ana. Uh, Rahi, um, what, and I know that you've been very concerned about this as, uh, as a student leader. Um, can you share a little bit about what, uh, what has transpired in your life? Yeah, so obviously right now, um, COVID hasn't just been impacting me, not just in Anaheim and Santa Ana, but it also has been happening in India too. Because right now, India cases are going higher and there's a lot of poverty going on, like how you mentioned earlier. And more importantly, I think it's not just the poverty that makes a difference. It's about the lack of education there. Uh, people are not understanding what COVID really is there. They think they're, I mean, and the thing about that is that India is very um, close quarters. So there's a lot of poverty going on and houses are very close next to each other. So there's really no social distancing and there's not enough education that's being spread around, like taking the vaccine and staying six feet distance and washing hands immediately after you touch stuff. I think not a lot of people are understanding that there. So I think it's really important to educate them in the best way possible there. But yeah, tra there's a lot of tragedies going on. Like I know like my mom and Krishna's mom are calling in India, asking how everything is going almost every single day. And it's been pretty tough for not just our families, but every single other family in the AUHSD that um, that the parents are from India and other extended families there too. So I know it's been rough for all of us, but the good thing is that we're getting, um, we're just hanging in there. We're staying, you know, positive, staying resilient. I think that's what the bigger picture that I took out of my experiences for sure. 
Chris, um, what what else are you hearing from your uh, parents' communication uh, with their relatives in yeah. India? Similar to what Rahi said, um, phone calls almost every single day about, you know, the situation in India, even virtual funerals, too, for a lot of close family members. And it's truly heartbreaking. Um, it's I, but I believe that, you know, the rise of cases not just not just has an increase, but increased exponentially, almost 400,000 cases in a day. That is numbers unheard of. And, um, you know, it's, it's largely due to the lack of education, like Rahi said. A lot of individuals haven't been through school. Um, some haven't even been through um, elementary school. And that really plays a huge role in uh, determining the situation, especially for our students um, and uh, parents and younger, uh, younger children. It's really difficult for them to truly understand the situation because of that lack of education. And on top of that, there has also been um, a lot of situations where vaccines um, are being sold illegally or uh, fake vaccines as well which truly affects millions of people throughout India. And that's really um, the situation that the government has not handled uh, to the extent that they should have. And um, there's a lot of regulation that uh, really causes even more cases to rise. So there are a lot of lessons learned for us here in our district and in uh, the Southern California, because right now it's kind of, uh, we've, you know, we're not out of the woods yet, as they say. And both of you have talked about the importance of education. Rahi, in particular, you were, um, you know, trained up over the summer uh, through our partnership with um, UC Irvine and uh, Latino Health Access on COVID-19 and trying to get out in front of that. But you you really uh, took it upon yourself to go even beyond that and a... Uh, workshop that you were in and you met a doctor. Can you tell us uh, what what happened and, and how you connected us with really a major uh, medical institution? Yeah. So uh, prior to meeting the doctor, I was actually selected to the National Congress of Future Medical Leaders Conference, which is like this national conference where um, kids just like me that are interested to pursue the medical field attend and you get to meet different types of speakers. So there were speakers that won the Nobel Prize to you know, uh, firsthand survivors that survived uh, major uh, emergency cases and diseases. So like there's so many people across the field that are talking. And one of them happened to be Dr. G, which was uh, the huge partnership that we had with Anaheim Union High School District to provide to almost 30,000 kids in our district with premium um, lessons every single week about COVID-19 and how to prevent it. So I met him and in his TED talk that he was actually giving, um, in the conference, he was discussing about how um, yeah, Dr. G. I'm sorry, but Dr. G's from John Hopkins. Yes, know. yes, yeah. Dr. G's from Johns Hopkins University. He's a pulmonologist and critical care physician, and he's also a professor there too. Um, so yeah, I'm very, um, very connected with him as of right now. I'm doing a lot of things with him, not just in the district but outside of district too. Like we started the COVID-19 vaccines in Maxwell Elementary too, so we're also working on implementing it there. But yeah, when I, I think something that really caught my eye and wanted me to work with him is that during the um, during the conference, he said one quote that I'm never going to forget. And that I think just really like sums up the whole idea of like what we can do as students and leaders in, in the high school district. So he said that um, doctors are not the frontline workers. They're the last line workers. The frontline workers are us, you know, us people in our community every single day, us students, us parents, us teachers 
right? We're the ones that are going to eliminate COVID at the end of the day because we need to maintain the CDC guidelines. We need to do quarantine. We need to take the vaccines as individuals that we're not just doing it for ourselves, but we're being unselfish and doing it for others too, because whenever we take the vaccine, we're also protecting others too, right? We're trying to achieve that herd immunity, right? That's a phrase that everyone knows at this point. So I think um, with that, that's what really wanted me to work with Dr. G. And, you know, I see, I saw a lot of, a lot of my peers um, getting affected. Like I know some of my friends, unfortunately passed away, not just in my school, but outside of my school. I know a lot of parents passed away. A lot of my relatives that me and Chris know passed away. So it's been a huge tragedy. And that's what really motivated me to do something because I felt guilty just sitting there and watching at the news as cases started to rise up, especially in Anaheim too, because we started to increase in the tiers. And now, fortunately, now we're um, decreasing, but I still want to do something for my community that everyone could remember and everyone could take something valuable out of. And I, I just um, did something that I never thought I would be able to do. And I actually made it happen in our district. So I'm super grateful to be, to being able to do that for my community. Yeah. We're very grateful to you and Dr. G and John Hopkins university for training, helping to train and raise awareness for thousands of students and their families. So Rahi, uh, much thanks to you, Chris. So this concept of sort of being a first responder and, and out in front through education and, uh, you know, someone who is an ambassador, um, could you uh, explain what the role of the ambassador is? Because both of you are ambassadors. So because um, I think that is really the you guys are out in front. Yeah. So I believe the role for ambassador, I believe uh, the meaning for success behind ambassador is not doing it for recognition, but doing it because you truly want to implement change in not only the school, but society in general. You know, I have I've met uh, numerous other students um, and other ambassadors who have advocated for change since day one. They've been some of the most vocal individuals I've seen since the beginning of school. And it's been incredible to see the amount of changes that they have brought upon not only their school, but the district and, you know, continuing on to expand it to, to numerous other locations. So I believe being an ambassador truly uh, is an incredible privilege and amazing role to take part in and be able to implement changes, not only that uh, teachers and staff want, but as well as students. So truly being able to uh, make changes at the school site is, uh, is an incredible privilege. Rahi, you know, a lot of districts are more focused on test scores and our, our district is really uh, focused more on applied learning and problem solving. And this goes back to when I met you as a, an eighth grader when you were taking yeah. first place in our, in our TED Talks. What, you know, now, you know, approaching, you're going to be a senior, you've been in our system for a long time, and I know that you have other relatives or friends in other districts that are more focused on test scores. What would you tell students um, from outside our district about our approach to problem solving, our approach to like, you know, having student voice through civic education and democracy schools? What, what is your message to young people outside? You know, I'm, I'm always proud to be part of AUHSD because, you know, whenever we're learning something in the classroom, right, it always revolves around the five C's, right? We, every single teacher in my school admires it to the maximum extent. And that's what we implement into our classroom, right? I think that's the most important thing that other districts used to realize is that you could tell the students to show creativity or collaboration, but you've got to integrate it into the classroom setting in the first place, right? That's how students will be able to use it. 
for example, giving presentations in your classroom, that's, um, you know, showing your character to doing different types of projects, right? Things like that, you know, like hands-on and being able to collaborate with your peers, that's what is gonna achieve like the best success in your classroom. And I think not a lot of districts understand that. I think districts just, um, just think that the students are gonna do it upon themselves and it never happens. But, you know, this district has done so much change. I see so many students breaking out of their comfort um, zone and doing things that I would never expect them to do because of those five C's, because of how um, teachers are helping them out in the first place, giving them resources, giving them the motivation to, you know, follow those five C's in the first place. And in my agenda, there's the five C's. So we're constantly getting remembered or reminded, um, sorry, reminded to follow the five C's. So I think that's what's super important. I think one advice I would give to other districts is to continue motivating your students to not just get those test scores, right? I think test scores is just one small thing of your whole life. It's more about your characters, about, about what you do for your community, how you grow as an individual. And those five C's are what kind of um, resembles your growth, your self-growth. So I think districts need to emphasize that more than just those A's that you see on a transcript. That doesn't really mean much. Yeah, thank you for that, Rahi, because I think that um, I'm really amazed as you we were talking to, to, to see you grow from eighth, an eighth grader to, to now. I mean, just a fine young man who has <laughs> a lot of sense of purpose, right? And, you know, one of our major university partners is UC Irvine. And um, our students, because we uh, we have a agreement with UCI, Cal State Fullerton, and our two community colleges, Cypress and Fullerton College, called the Pledge, right? It's an articulated agreement in which students really um, have a, a pathway into their and beyond their education. UCI now has looked at AUHSD students and compared them to other districts, and our students are outperforming uh, all other districts, both with GPA and persistence rates because of the pledge. Chris, you were one of the you were the main one of the main speakers uh, at our Anaheim Collaborative with hundreds of people there from our partners, including our business and nonprofit partners. Um, and you had shared how important this is because you intend to go to Cypress College. Could you uh, share a little bit more about some of your comments? Yeah. So I'm um, going back to what Rahi said about the five C's. I believe that is an incredible uh, creation that, uh, you know, with your leadership, Mr. Matsuda has been implemented into, into the district. Uh, I have no doubt that that has prepared thousands of students to go on to college and pursue, uh, pursue whatever field they are interested in. Being able to uh, prepare someone uh, for life itself, for all their future goals, it's so much more important than just test scores. And being able to have numerous partners that recognize that the five C's are working, the five C's are showing results uh, on paper and physically as well. So that is truly incredible to see that, you know, even virtually that students are able to take those five C's and apply it to even the virtual uh, environment um, is, is truly incredible. Well, could you share with the audience your plans to uh, utilize the pledge and where you intend to go? Yeah. So I decided to go to Cypress College because it was an incredible opportunity. Not only do you get two free years of tuition, uh, but you also continue to apply the five C's. You continue to stay local and being able to finish classes up and then be able to transfer to UC, CSUF, all those amazing universities with uh, 
you know, like you mentioned, guaranteed admission, which is truly, truly incredible. And uh, I, my goals right now after transferring from Cyprus would be uh, most likely UCI, UCLA, UCSD, or most likely staying local in the UCs. And, and Rahi, you're a rising senior. What are some of your plans? I mean, this is going to be a, a big year for you. We're reopening the schools. Um, well, let's talk about that first in terms of your, uh, and I, many of the ambassadors have shared their voice about school reopening. Um, what What are some of your thoughts? And I know you, you, you spoke up the last time we had a meeting with ambassadors right. and PSP presidents. Yeah, so, you know, definitely, like, you know, as as ambassador, my first priority is to listen to the people inside my school, you know, my friends, my peers, my teachers, and whoever is watching this podcast, I'm listening to you guys. I'm understanding what you guys want truly for our school, and I'll make sure it's going to happen. I'm not going to sit around and do whatever I want. It's more for the benefit of every single kid in Magnolia High School, right? So, you know, trying to understand what they want, as well as understanding my own judgment, too, to be what would be best for Magnolia students. One of the things that I really want, and I think the staff has already been talking about this in our, um, in Magnolia staff and faculty meetings, is, you know, dedicating the first two weeks to three weeks, you know, just dedicating it to team bonding activities and getting yourself reintegrating into the school atmosphere. Because, I mean, man, we've been on, um, staring at a Zoom screen for, what, a year now? And I feel like, no one really has those social skills that are uh, reintegrated. I think it's time to give students um, maybe a little bit of time when we go back in, in person to, you know, let them readjust to the atmosphere, meet their friends again, do some team bonding activity before they start getting packets from AP Bio or AP Gov or whatever class you're taking. I think it's important to understand the mental health of students as well as, you know, making them feel comfortable and then starting their academic journeys, whether if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. So those are definitely some of my plans. And um, definitely my biggest advocates for that are the teachers. The teachers are going to be the main ones that are going to be driving those students to being able to interact more with each other. And also, again, the five C's is what's going to be the main driver towards all of the um, things that I want to implement in my school. So, yeah, that's my plans. Yeah, I remember you were very outspoken about that. And I think all of the ambassadors pretty much agreed that, hey, um, it better not start with a lot of homework, right? <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of people are, you know, calling it learning loss. And I think you students pushed back and said, hey, wait a second. It's not just, uh, it's not about loss of learning. It's it's really about affirming the resiliency of young people and building on that. And so what are your plans, uh, Rahi? Outside of high school? Well, beyond high school, yeah, when you graduate. Beyond high school, um, I definitely want to go to like a four-year university. And like my long-term goal is that I want to be an orthopedic surgeon. And that's the goal that I'm always striving for. So, you know, it's a long journey. So like how me and Chris are almost are going to go on that journey, medical school, residency and all that. But yeah, that's just the goal that I've always been wanted as a little kid, just being able to help others in my community and being able to save lives. That's like cool. That, that I think that's a cool thing that all of us would be proud of is to wear that coat being able to be actively um, saving members in our community and outside of the community and just being able to get back to my family and what my mom and dad have done for me. I think, you know, they've done more than enough for me. And now I think it's time for me to start being more independent, start to, you know, be the big man that I wanted to always be and, you know, go to college, work hard and just become a surgeon and help my family and help other people that are struggling out there. So that's my long-term goal for sure. Well, I think both of you who speak, have spoken so eloquently about the five C's, you exemplify perhaps the most important of the C's, which is compassion. 
We need compassionate leaders. We need compassionate doctors, compassionate neighbors more than ever. And I'm so proud to be working alongside you students. And on behalf of the Board of Trustees and our 29,000 students and their families, we're so blessed to have not one, but two Patels who are helping to lead <laughs> our district forward, especially in that FSC. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, of course. This was awesome to being able to talk to you and Krish and to the community members and spreading more awareness about what we've done and what other kids can do in the future, too. So um, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. This is an incredible opportunity and being able to be one of the voices of 29,000 students is uh, is amazing. You know, seeing uh, the progression from both, you know, physical to virtual to now planning on going back to physical. It's been an amazing journey, and uh, I know we'll make the best of both worlds when we come back, being able to combine both physical and digital learning and put them together to see limitless potential for education. Thank you again, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you.